Welcome back to another episode of Crush and Lemons. As always, my name is Ryan and I'll be your host each episode. As the old saying goes, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Here on Crush and Lemons, we're dedicated to sharing the inspirational stories of our guests each week who've persevered through life's challenges. On today's episode, our special guest is Sunit, and he's going to share his story as an international student trying to find full-time employment during a global pandemic in the United States. But that didn't stop him from chasing his dreams and trying to find the perfect opportunity to continue his career. And now it's time to sit back, relax, grab some lemonade, and join me as I sit down with Sunit and he tells his story of how he was able to take his lemon moment and make his very own lemonade. So welcome back for another episode of Crushing Lemons. We've got another very special guest with us this week. And as always, to start the episode, I will turn it over to him to introduce himself. Thank you, Ryan. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Sunit Kedar. I am a PhD student at Michigan Tech University. This is where I actually met Ryan when I was doing my master's, and we were working together at Career Services, setting up escape rooms for people. And it was very funny to watch people try to figure out what the clues are in the escape room. And our job was just to say that, watch, look at them from the camera. So that's how we bonded. <laughs> and I'm here to talk about my lemon moment and how I was able to make it into lemonade. That is a great overview. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of fun working in career services and getting to play yeah. um, the hosts for escape rooms. If anybody hasn't tried a room, I would highly recommend it. It's a great team bonding activity. Let's just dive right in. And if you want to sure. kind of give the background of your lemon moment and we'll continue from there. As I said, I got my master's from Michigan Tech and then I started working in the industry. Well, anyway, I should go back to my intro again. I work in the sound and vibration industry. So I see how things work, how they vibrate, how to make them quieter, how to make them better for people who use them. So I got my master's in sound and vibration, and then I started working for a boat engine manufacturer, trying to make the boat, make the boat engines quieter and less annoying for the boat drivers. And I did that for about a year. And then in mid-March, COVID happened. Uh, well, it happened before that, but mid-March is when we actually started seeing the effects in the United States. And my lemon moment was that in mid-March, even though my job was something that I could have done remotely, because most of my stuff was research, I still had some tests to run, which I needed to be in the lab for. But other than that, a lot of this was research, figuring out solutions. I could have worked remotely, but my company still decided to furlough me initially. And then two months later in mid-May, they decided to lay off everybody who was furloughed and they decided to completely shut down the manufacturing, effectively laying off almost the entire company. So a big major a business decision for them ended up being a big career decision for me as well. Uh, my lemon moment was especially tricky because I'm also a student here on a student visa and there are a lot of restrictions when you're working on a student visa because you can only be unemployed for a certain number of days. There's only some companies that can hire you. Not every company can hire you. And you can only work in certain functions. You can't just be like, okay, well, this grocery store is hiring until I get the next job. Let me just go out to the grocery store and work with them for like a month or two. 
that's just not an option. All my jobs have to be directly related to sound and vibration, something that my degree is in. And added disadvantage on that is I don't qualify for state unemployment benefits. So basically, for the time I was furloughed and the time I was laid off, I didn't really make any money. And uh, let's be honest, I was literally living on my savings and I didn't have a lot of savings because, of course, I just had, you know, I just started working like for less than a year. So I didn't have enough savings. But that was kind of my lemon moment, trying to figure out what to do. And even though there were grocery stores that were hiring, not something I can do. Literally what I was left was figuring out what are the next few months going to be like for me? And what does that mean for my long lasting career? Like what would have, what effects would that have on my career? So that was kind of my lemon moment. Kind of looking back when you saw the effects of the virus going around did you have an idea that you would probably get furloughed or were you optimistic in the beginning that you would be able to continue working and doing your research for this company? In the beginning, I was very optimistic that I would be able to continue working when they said that, OK, you'll start working from home beginning today. They said that on a Tuesday. So I actually did work from home that Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. And then I was like, OK, yeah, I think this is working. I have been way more productive than I've been in the past few uh, weeks because there's nobody else to annoy me. Um, nobody else be like, hey, so can you help me with that? Hey, can you help me with that? There's nobody doing that. So I was way more productive than I had been recently. And I thought that, well, this might be good for the company because I'm getting so much work done. I'm figuring out why things are happening the way they are and how can we fix it? But then on that Friday, just after working three days, on the Friday, we found out that I've been furloughed. Our business was already suffering for Evinrood. They made some really terrible business decisions two years ago, and they were just trying to recover from that. But COVID happened and it just made it really worse for them. It was a surprise, but still something that I would expect from the company. Like, you know, that's just, yeah, it, it was weird because I was, not very happy with the situation I was in already. Uh, that was a job that I was planning to leave already. I just never left the job because, you know, I just felt comfortable and it was like, well, if I go to a different company, I'm going to have to submit all this paperwork with the Department of Homeland Security and all this and that. And there's a lot of paperwork that is involved. And you know what? I'll just stay here and we'll see what happens. And well, I ended up seeing what happened. <laughs> Whatever happened was not good. Yeah, based on how the company was operating, I was already not happy with how things were going. I guess it was kind of shocking, but still, I would say at some level, I still expected that, yeah, my company can do that. It, they can just stop thinking about their employees like that within seconds. So once you got the news that you had been selected as one of the people to initially be furloughed, what was kind of your biggest fear in that moment? Honestly, that furlough was for four weeks. So in that exact moment, I was actually a little bit happy because I was like, OK, good. At least they're not calling us back in the middle of a pandemic because I don't want to get sick. I was, you know, in contact with my girlfriend's mother, which is in a risk group, and I don't want to put her in risk if I go out and contacted by the virus. So I was glad that, okay, it's only four weeks. I was like, I, I have enough savings and, you know, it's fine. There were some PlayStation games that I've been meaning to get back into. So like, okay, four months is enough for me to, you know, watch some TV, uh, do some PlayStation. And then by the time that happens, I'll be ready to go back into work. So in that 
exact moment, I was like, yeah, this is probably a good thing. A break is good for me. But then, of course, within the next hour, I realized, wait, hold on, though. Hold on. I do enjoy working and I do enjoy keeping busy. And now there's no way for me to keep busy because I can't even go out of my house. So and I don't have any money anymore. In that moment, I was kind of happy. But later I realized, yeah, this might be a problem. But as long as it is just for one month, I think I can get over it. But it just continued you know, going from that, it just kept getting worse and worse. And I'm I'm sure a lot of people can relate to kind of the experience you went through with how many companies have done mass uh, furloughs and mass layoffs. And this has definitely affected a lot of people in a very similar way. So while you were dealing with this and going from furlough to officially laid off, was there anyone in your life that was kind of like your rock that helped ground you through this entire process to be able to get through it all? Absolutely. I think my girlfriend for sure. And it's interesting because I literally met her in November and then this happened in March. So we were in the very nascent stages of our relationship and the pandemic actually built, really did build our relationship together because she was with me throughout this time. And even though she didn't understand the uh, intricacies of the things because there's a lot of visa requirements and stuff like that. She was still with me, helping me with that process, being like, okay, no matter what happens, we'll get through this. So that was really nice. But yeah, so definitely, I would say thank Elfin for sure. Reflecting back on all of this, what would you say was kind of your lowest point where maybe you'd hit rock bottom, you didn't really know what was going on? Kind of what was that moment for you like? So by uh, while I was still furloughed, um, I was like, yeah, okay. So I was already planning on leaving this job. Now I'm not getting paid. So this is my perfect opportunity to see what's out there. So I was making contacts on LinkedIn. Uh, both you and I, we have learned through career services that LinkedIn is the shiz. Um, <laughs> so I was making contacts through LinkedIn. I was talking to different people. I actually had uh, almost every day, I was talking to at least one or two different people from different companies, just making contacts, telling them about my work, asking them about their work and seeing what we can do about it. But everywhere, I just heard that, yeah, it's we don't know what the economy holds for us, so we can't hire right now. So as the furlough kept going, it just kept getting worse and worse to deal with it because I was like, wait, hold on. If they are not hiring and the situation is just getting worse and worse, nobody really knows when the hiring would start again. And then the news when I got that I was laid off, that was my rock bottom for sure. Because one day before I was told that I was laid off, we all got an email saying that in uh, starting next Monday, they'll call us back to work. They said that starting next Monday, they'll call us back to work. But the next day they fired almost the entire company. So it was like a big blow because that was something I was not expecting that came out of the blue. And I was speechless for a long time after that. And that's when I really realized what is going on. Because I asked the International Programs and Services Department at Michigan Tech, they help students like me stay in status. They make sure that, you know, we follow all the requirements set by the Department of Homeland Security. So when I was furloughed, I asked them, what does this mean for my legal stay here? They said, you're still on the company's payroll, even though you're not getting paid, you're still on their payroll. So this won't count towards your unemployment days. You can still legally stay in the country while you're on, uh, while you are on furlough. But when I was laid off, my unemployment stay days started to accrue. And I knew that my unemployment days would definitely finish up 
before the pandemic is over because nobody really knows when the pandemic is over and nobody knows when people are going to hire again. That's still a big if, but yeah, that was like a big thing. That's when I realized that, okay, there's no factor of safety now. This is it. There's, I can't be like, okay, at least I'm not getting unemployment days. It's fine. But no, that's not the case anymore. I have, I'm not earning. I am accruing unemployment days and I have, I am bored out of my mind. (laughs) So all those three things. And now that was my rock bottom when it came out of the blue that yes, you have been laid off. And the worst part was that they didn't even tell us that technically they had a recorded message playing for us. So that just, you know, depreciates my own self-worth that you don't even think that we are good enough. All the employees that were laid off were good enough for you to even talk to us, tell us personally that we've been laid off. So uh, I, I just, I've been seeing this, that the pandemic has really brought out the real face of a lot of companies out there, honestly. And it just goes on to show what companies hold their employees in the hot, really a good regard Instead of just saying that we really appreciate the employees, they actually, you know, there are some companies who actually do appreciate it. My company was not one of them. (laughs) As a person who isn't completely familiar with the different requirements as an international student and needing sponsorships for work, how many days are you allotted for your unemployment period before you basically run out of days of being in the country? So right after graduation, for the first year, we are allowed 90 days, so about three months of unemployment. And once you finish the first year of your employment, you get additional two years to work, and then you get additional 60 days of being unemployed. So it was 90 plus 60 comes comes out to be about 150 days, which on paper is a lot. It is six months, right? But my situation was extremely tricky because my first year of unemployment ended in the middle of my furlough period. So it was very tricky. And USCIS was releasing new notifications every day saying what this means. You would think that they were releasing notifications that were in favor of the students because a lot of students were stuck. Not all of them were in the favor of the students. That was very tricky because if my first year would have ended before I was furloughed, I would have gotten six months to basically find a job and I would have been okay. But since it did not, since it ended in the middle of my furlough, I was just on that edge that I don't know which way I have to lean. And you can't just wait for USCIS to release new notifications saying, okay, this happened, uh, this happened. So I was just assuming it to be the worst, assuming that I have three months, not five, not six to find something. That would definitely be a very stressful situation to be in trying to figure it all out and not being given all the information you need to make an informed decision. So now that we've kind of heard about the the background and your lemon moment, let's start transitioning into some of the positivity that you were able to find in this and what kind of lemonade you were able to make. So as I said, I like staying busy. So the first thing I did before, you know, to make sure that I don't lose my mind in the pandemic was to just try to stay busy as best as I can. So I did a lot of reading. I read a lot of not just books for like, you know, novels and stuff, but just books for sound and vibration as well. Because I knew that people would, there's a lot of people in my industry who are also out of jobs. So how do I make myself better than others if there's a company hiring? Worked on a lot of on my skills and how things work, how they vibrate, how they make sound, you know, how to fix it, all that kind of stuff. 
And of course, not going to lie, I watched a lot of TV, uh, played a lot of PlayStation games. I'm still really bad at all of those games. I'm just not a good gamer. <laughs> but I enjoy playing it badly, if I may say that. But I did some freelance acoustical consulting work. So I was going into these multi-story buildings where people were complaining, oh, these rooms are too loud. I go there, do some testing. And the company who wanted me to do these testing, they wanted to pay me for it. But legally, I cannot be paid because the company did not hire me. So I cannot be paid for freelancing. I'm not legally allowed to freelance at all. And the company had a hiring fee, so they couldn't hire me. But the tests, but they still wanted somebody to do the test because they were on the West Coast and the tests were here in the Midwest and they didn't want to travel. So I was like, I will jump on this opportunity to work for you, even though you can't pay me because I just want to do something. Honestly, <laughs> just want to do something. So I did some of that work for them. And then I also started in a commercial for Johnsonville Broads. And that was really interesting. That was because my girlfriend, shout out to Maura Tracy, she works in the film industry. So she was contacted by somebody who wanted to star her and me in a commercial for Johnsonville Broads. But then again, that's something I'm, that's a kind of work I'm not allowed to do. So I did that as volunteering. So my paycheck was $0 from that work, even though they offered to pay me for it, but I can't be legally paid for it. So it was, it was disheartening a little to see that, you know, I'm doing the work and I can't be paid for it legally. At the end of the day, it was like, yeah, I just want to be busy. At the end of the day, yes, I want to be busy. Do I want money? Absolutely. But I also want to be busy. I'm not going to turn down an opportunity just because they it's not their fault that they can't pay me. It's somebody else's fault that I can't be paid. But anyway, so I did a lot of that. And then the company that actually wanted me to do all this freelancing work for them, they said, okay, now our hiring freezes up. We can hire you now. And But then I told them, okay, hang on a second. I've always wanted to go back to school for my PhD. So do you want me to do you want to pay for my PhD instead of actually having me work for you so now I am in a fully funded PhD program here at Michigan Tech back at Michigan Tech where I started through that company so the work I did for them it just made a relationship that was so strong that they liked me apparently and I'm glad that they did because they are paying for next three years at least and I'm gonna go work for them after my PhD so I guess the way I crushed my lemons into lemonade is just by networking with people, staying in touch with them. Actually, after I was told that I'm going to be going back to school, at least two different people contacted me from LinkedIn, who I had already talked to in the past, saying that, oh, remember the conversation we had? We liked your profile, and now we are hiring again. If you're interested, we can have a formal interview. But then I was like, wait, thank you. I appreciate it, but I'm going back to school now. <laughs> so that was nice that finally making all those networks paid off and you know, people are willing to invest in me. It's a big thing when people are willing to invest in me. All the self-worth that was depreciated after I was laid off from that company in a recorded phone message, it's just, it's starting to come back now. And that just feels nice. Well, and I commend you for going above and beyond. There's a lot of people who would get the news of, oh, I've been terminated or laid off. My position no longer exists. And they would have a hard time coming back from that and really trying to better themselves and figure out a way to improve their own situation. So to hear that you were able to continue to push forward even after getting 
laid off and knowing that kind of your clock was ticking down on days you could do anything. So it's really inspiring to hear that even in such a time where so many people are struggling to get jobs, just by working on uh, personal development, professional development, and growing your network has brought so many new opportunities for you. I think that's incredibly inspiring and other people should take note and try to copy that if they're struggling to find work as well. Yeah, and I think this positive attitude, I think a lot of the credit goes to my parents, especially my dad. I don't think he's going to listen to it because his English is not the best, but I'll tell him about it, about the podcast. But yeah, a lot of credit goes to my parents because uh, before the pandemic, when I was working and I was busy and, you know, with the time difference in India, we would only talk like almost about one time a week. But uh, since I was laid off, we were talking almost every day. And every time at the end of the call, he would just tell me, don't worry about it. Things will get better. And if you need anything, I'm right here. If you need to talk to me about anything, I'm right here. And don't just don't worry about it. Just live one day at a time. And I just I think talking to him about this same thing over and over just made me realize he's right. You know, I just have to do one day at a time Just start to stay busy and things are going to look up at some point, right? They have to, (laughs) that's the whole thing. Well, and what you're saying is what I've heard time and time again from the various people I've communicated with for this podcast and even outside of this podcast is that your personal attitude can have a great effect on the outcome of any situation. And I'm pretty sure that I've said this before in other podcasts, and I know I've had this conversation with other people, um, but one of my favorite phrases is, You can't control what happens to you, but you have complete control over how you react to what happens to you. And I feel like your story is a great example of something unfortunate happened, but you took control of your reaction and used that to your best ability. And now it sounds like you're in a spot that probably wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have been laid off and had to find new work. Looking back now, would you ever have imagined that you would have found a company to fully fund a PhD for you this soon in your career? Not this soon, no. I mean, that was the hope that at some point they do it, but I had not expected it to happen so early in the career. Like the way I've imagined it uh, would be, okay, I work for a company for like at least, because PhD is a commitment for at least three years, right? And this is just a thumb rule I've heard that for relationships, this is not valid for jobs, but for relationships that if you're making a plan for let's say X days from now, you at least have to have a relationship for at least X days before that day to be able to make that plan. And I use that thumb rule all the time in my life. So I'm like, okay, if a company would have to make a commitment on me for three years, I should have worked with them for at least three years before I think they would be in a position where they can trust me and they can make an investment on me. So I did not expect it to happen so early in my career. And I'm going to be honest, the first time they said it, I was speechless, not going to lie. Well, actually, the way it came out was they were like, OK, so, yeah, Michigan Tech is where you went for your PhD. And I don't know what we were talking about, but they were like, Michigan Tech was where you got your PhD, right? Uh, I'm like, oh, by the way, just so you know, I don't have a PhD. I only have a master's. person was like, well, do you want one? And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> did you, in four words, did you make a commitment for three years in four words. Are you kidding me? <laughs> is that normal? 
so that was just how the conversation started. And it was just, I was speechless. I couldn't say anything for at least a couple of seconds. And then he asked again, and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Uh, it's still here. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I do want one. <laughs> so that was, um, that was very interesting. But yeah, I mean, I think what you said is absolutely correct. The attitude plays a major role in how these things affect our lives. And uh, I got to be honest, it's not the... It's not the first thing I did. I didn't start making contacts and doing this freelancing stuff from the first day. It took me a while to get used to the situation that I was in, you know, get closure with the fact that I've been laid off and I just have to move forward. There's just one way I can go and I have to just, you know, if I just sit back and not try to propel myself in that direction, it's only going to affect my life negatively. So might as well just, you know, roll your sleeves up and there's only one direction. Let's go. So, you know, you got to do it. I, I feel like we may have already answered this question, but looking back, having lived through all of these experiences, if there's somebody who's going through a similar situation to what you've gone through, is there any piece of advice you would share with them to get through it? I would say talk to your parents a lot. They know <laughs> what you're going through. And they will help you. And I would say definitely talk to people. First of all, make sure that you are following, especially for international students, make sure you're following all the legal guidelines and not breaking any rules. Because if you work illegally, you can get detained for your, you, you know, you can get deported and you won't be allowed back for the rest of your life. So don't do anything illegal. And at the end of the day, just stay positive. I know it's hard. When you think that you've been, you know, you don't have a lot of worth to a company because they laid you, you know, they fired you, but you have to try to stay positive because it's just something you will get through eventually because there's only one way and that weighs up. Once you hit rock bottom, you can only go up, right? And talk to people who create a positive difference in your life. Talking to people like that will tell you that you are in, you can do anything you want and you know you they will instill confidence in you and that helps a lot in the day-to-day -day behavior honestly thank you again for sharing your story i really appreciate you taking time out of your day and i know there's probably a lot of people who have gone through or will be going through something similar especially even if it's just graduating from college as an international student trying to figure out how to start their career. So hopefully some of your story can help inspire others to persevere and keep pushing through and land that career opportunity that's ideal for them as well. Yeah, I hope so. I really do hope so. <laughs> if our listeners want to follow along with your story or connect with you, do you have any kind of social media or any way for them to kind of get in contact or follow along with you? Um, definitely LinkedIn. I am very active on LinkedIn. It's just my first name and my last name. And I'm also on Instagram for if somebody wants to see my social life. <laughs> my handle is this one likes to travel, even though it's very hard right now, but this one does like to travel. So that's my handle. Um, and I think that's about it. Awesome. Well, we'll put a link in the podcast description to both of those. So that if people want to follow along with your social life or if they want to connect with you professionally, they'll have easy access to doing that. Perfect. <laughs> so once again, thank you for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing how you continue to grow and complete your PhD 
and see where things take you because I know you have a bright future ahead of you and I'm excited to see it happen. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you. Um, it was so fun talking to you and all the best with the podcast. As always, thanks for joining us for another episode of Crush and Lemons. And a big shout out to Sunit for sharing his story about what it's like going from being an international student to unemployed to ultimately finding his dream job and working towards his PhD. If you want to learn more about this podcast, check out our social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Crush and Lemons and send us a tweet with ideas for future episodes. And if you or someone you know would be interested in being one of our future guests, send us a note to crushandlemons at gmail.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with someone you know and consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming service you've listened to today. It really helps us grow. If you're dealing with your own lemon moment, just remember you're never alone. There's always other people out there who've gone through similar things. We look forward to sharing more stories with you in the future. In the meantime, keep an ear out for when our next episode drops and work to turn your lemon moments into your very own lemonade.